So we uh, just finished up our first John uh, Confident uh, campaign, and I thought it was really good. You guys think it was really good? Get some stuff out of it? Yeah. And uh, so hopefully we're more confident about uh, Jesus and how he sees us and our salvation, that we're more confident of how to love him and how to love other people, that it was just a spiritually enriching time. And so we thought this would be a good time to follow up with Love Works. It's a term you've heard around here probably, and Love Works is all the events, all the efforts, all the giving, all the outreach that we do to reach out, to use our love that we have for Jesus to work itself out, to love works our neighbors and the people around us in our community. So we'll put a focus on that uh, today and spotlight a few items. And for me, this brings up a couple challenging passages. And so we're going to look at two of those today. The first one we're going to look at is in Galatians. If you want to pull out your study guide, there's some uh, notes you can take and and uh, we'll go through a couple of things on there. So you might want to reach in your worship folder and grab that. Galatians 5.14 says this. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And, and loving people is hard. And let's be honest. Um, some of you are not so lovable. You know who you are. Actually, actually, think about this. Pro tip is this. If you're sitting here now and you're going, uh, I wonder, he's talking about, am I lovable? If, if you're thinking that, the likelihood is yes, you are. If you're sitting there thinking, I'm sure he's not talking about me, well, let's just say the likelihood could be the other way. But honestly, I, I'm not lovable at times. There's supposed to be a collective gasp there. <laughs> so let's try this again. Honestly, I'm not lovable at times. No, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Even sometimes this past week, I had many moments when I was not lovable. So how do you love someone who is not so lovable? And how do you love someone as much as you love yourself. So let's do a little test. How much we love ourselves versus others. So if I want something, there's something I want to buy, something, you know, cool little thing to buy, uh, give me something I might go out and just go purchase. <laughs> Tesla, iPhone, TV, maybe something in a lower price range. Come on, I'm not made of money. What else would I might go pick up? Candy. Candy. Someone said peanut butter last night. Okay. So let's just say so if I want to buy something, I go to Amazon, I don't know if you do this, and I'm going to look it up, and candy sounds good to me. So let's do some candy here. Look at a couple reviews. Ooh, Reese's and Kit Kat pack. That's good. And then one click buy, and now I have some coming to the house. It's very exciting. I don't know if you're like me, but that's what I do. When I want something or I need something, I go on, on Amazon and I buy it. But when I hear about a need someone else has, I go, well, I'm going to go home and pray about it. <laughs> you do this? I say, well, I, I'm not sure if I'm the one that's supposed to meet the need. Uh, let me just, let me, let me spend some time and pray about it. But when it's me, I'm right real quick to grab it for myself. And listen, don't get me wrong. I, we need to ask for guidance. We need to ask for wisdom. Uh, we need to. But when am I using wisdom and when am I using 
an excuse. Now think about a couple scenarios here, because sometimes, uh, for example, you're driving down the road and there's a car broken down on the side of the road. Do you pull over? I mean, these are times, you know, not very safe, depends on who you are. You know, I, I see a car broken down, I think maybe this is a whole elaborate setup to get me p- pull over so they can steal my Kia Soul. <laughs> They're after that Kia Soul. I mean, that's a pretty sweet hatchback. Or do I stop and help? And sometimes, it's, you know, depending on the situation, what might be wise might, might be good. And I remember stopping for one lady, and, um, you know, she was holding a baby. I thought, you know, if they want my car, that's fine. I can't, I can't drive by. And I stopped, and it was, you know, she just needed help with the tire. And uh, she told me, yeah, someone from my church drove by, and they just waved at me and kept going. And I thought, oh, man. It is hard to know. When should I help? What, you know, when's a, when's a good time? Uh, me, a larger guy versus, you know, a young lady, should they stop and help? I don't know. Or think about um, someone's asking for money on the street. I used to give money to people. And now knowing what I know now, how it's used, and some of these uh, ways that it's used for purposes that are not helpful for them, that these networks of people that go out to actually get money this way, I don't want to give my money unless I'm giving it to an organization or someone I know is going to use it well. So there's some wisdom there. So we have to do this kind of balancing act to figure out when's it good, when's it wise, and when am I just using it as a convenient excuse so I don't have to do anything at all. But I don't want to get us backed into a paralyzed corner about what should we do next. So we got this verse, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, and then Jesus, he, he says something very interesting. So he's spending time with his disciples. These are the people he's been training for years and spending time with them. And uh, he's getting close to the end. He knows what's coming. And he's giving these words to his trainees. And he's expressing lots of different things. And he says this statement here. says this. This is my commandment. This is John 15. This is my commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. I mean, he loved on his crew. They saw him love. They received love from him. He says, I want you to love as I have loved you. He had just washed their feet. I mean, they loved him. He loved them. And he said, love like me. And then the greatest love would even lay down his life. And then he literally went and did that. He gave his life not just for them, but also for us. Because he knew we had no other way to get back to the Father because of the separation of our sin, and he loved us too much to allow that to stay that way. And he said, love people as I've loved you, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, even to the point where you might have to do something crazy for them. And then he literally went and he did that because he loved us enough to do it. And the Father loved us enough to allow it to happen. So he could take all the sin, all the shame, all the hurts, all the brokenness, everything on him because he loved us. And then he gives us that example and then he says words like this, he offered himself as a love sacrifice and says, love people like this. 
And so the question that might be in your head that's in my question, in my head is, how are we supposed to come anywhere close to this? Am I right? Love one another as I have loved you. I mean, we did see him do the ultimate thing of laying down his life, but he did other things too. Look at his life. He, he uh, engaged with the unlovable that we would say are unlovable. He engaged with them. He healed the sick. He spent time with the broken. He fed the hungry. He extended himself time and time again. He extended himself beyond himself. So there is a high bar, but the only response is not just laying down your life. We see all the other things that he did with his life. So how do we extend ourselves beyond ourselves? And for me, this is a growing effort. For me, it's, it's, it's difficult at times. There's definitely times that are easier, maybe because of the person, because of the situation, because of how much it would cost me. And other times, it's more challenging. So I want to offer a few things for you that just might be helpful, okay? So we go three things here. The first one I would say is this. Number one, it must be love. Obligation alone won't cut it. But here's the good news. He commanded us to do this, but he's never asked us to do something he's not willing to help us to do. And so he gave us the promised Holy Spirit, a helper, to be inside of us. I mean, think about this. Part of God left with us so that we can actually carry out what he's commanded us to do. Part of him living out through us. And I know for me, if I want to free myself from self-focus or doing what I think would be best for me, I need the Holy Spirit's help. Do you? So the good news is he didn't ask me to do something. He didn't empower me to do, to give me a new heart to do, to give me new desires to do. Now, I have to obey because it's easy to sometimes ignore the Holy Spirit. Have you noticed that in your life? So I have to obey. So I have to do something. Sometimes just obeying is getting close enough to the situation for me and the Holy Spirit to be able to interact. And as you know people and you hear stories, it's easier to love people when you know about them. You stay arm's length away. It's really hard to get to know how you might help. It's easy to say, well, maybe that's for somebody else. So yes, when there's a commandment, it is so that we obey, but he says, as you obey, don't worry, because I'm going to give you everything you need to respond. So the obligation is the first step just to obey because what Christ has done, but then love has to take over. So sometimes just taking that first step is a starting place. It's kind of like a parent uh, when you're trying to uh, get your child on an amusement park ride for the first time. You're like, it's going to be awesome, I guarantee. And they're like, no, 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 no. They got fears, apprehension. They're looking at this thing. You're like, it's going to be great. They just have to take that first step to find out how great it is. Obeying is a starting place because he knows best. But if you continue to do it and remain open, the Holy Spirit will just increase your love. I'd say number two is love requires sacrifice. I mean, love will cost something. I mean, think about it. We have many, 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 many choices every day. Little choices that 
kind of lead us through our day. When you think about your day, when I think about my day, do I pick things that only best suit me? Do I pick things that protect my time or maximizes my comfort? When you think about how you move through your day, what are we using as our decision-making? Do we protect ourselves or do we extend ourselves beyond ourselves by costing us something, whether it's time, energy, effort, emotion? Love requires sacrifice. And listen, sometimes doing loving things is gushy and fun and it's just the right situation and everyone's happy and it's just a great way to respond. And other times, it's hard. And it's a choice, and it costs you greatly. But we have to choose to extend ourselves. I like this song by Chris Rice. It's called, What a Heart is Beating For. I think the lyrics are really good. I'm going to read them to you. It says, love can be your lullaby, but love can be your hurricane too. Love can take your breath away, but love can leave you lonely and blue. Oh, what's a heart to do? Brace yourself. Take a good look around. We've all been thinking upside down that love's about what life can bring our way. Oh, but love isn't love unless someone pays. And so with love, the only way to gain is give it all away. Yes, give it all away. Why be afraid? No reason to hide. Take a chance. Put it all on the line. Draw in a deep breath and throw open the door because that's what a heart is beating for. And it's, it's a challenge. We have to extend ourselves. We have to make the choice to sometimes just do it. And if you're like me, some of us have been burned by extending ourselves in the past. That happened to you? Maybe you tried to help, you wanted to help, but you got taken advantage of? Yeah? Or you offer to help just so it would be tossed back in your face? Or you even did something that was going to be so spectacular. You knew it was going to cause so many great things and nothing good seemed to come of it. Anybody been to any of those things? You know what I'm talking about? And so it's hard. And so I think number three is love needs the right focus. Love needs the right focus. It must be directed towards Jesus. We must love because he loved us. This is a love offering back to Jesus. I mean, it's very tempting to focus on the people. It's very tempting to focus on the situation. It's very tempting to focus on the result that's going to happen. Am I right? But there's great danger in doing this and putting the focus on our result or the appreciation it's easy to get focused on their response, but if we look for appreciation that doesn't come, or we look for a result that never materializes, or we hope for something that doesn't play out the way that we thought it was, our frustration might mount, we grow weary, and then, guess what? We give up. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus says, abide in me, and you will produce fruit. Give it to him, and he will distribute it as he sees fit. 
mean, think about this cycle of grace that we see where God sent Jesus to earth on a mission to love us, to do the ultimate thing. And Jesus did that and said, okay, I'm going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you the promised Holy Spirit to help you do this. And when you do this, do it for me because of what I have done. Do it out of love for me. But guess what? It's a form of worship, but I don't actually need the help. Give the help to other people, but make sure you do it for me. And every time you do it for Jesus, no matter what you do, bless other people in his name, he'll appreciate that worship. No matter what you give to Jesus, he'll figure out and he'll distribute as he sees fit. And we don't have to worry about the result because it's in his hands. So we have to focus on Jesus and the fruit will always be in his hand. It's an act of worship for us as we get to display his love to other people. And he says, John 13, by this... By this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. It's a gospel bridge for us sharing our love so that they know that we are followers of him. So if we want to be like Jesus, we're going to share our love and we're going to show our love. We're going to share our love and we're going to show our love. We're going to share our love and we're going to show our love and be like Jesus. Jesus. And I love that our church is always on this gospel, love works mission, this ex- incredible expression of his unmatched love that we try to express in our worship out to the communities, the people around. I mean, we have gobs of missional activity going out of all of our campuses and all the cities that we're involved in, Gehanna and Whitehall and out east. It's truly amazing, some good, wonderful things. And so for our response time, as we look at some of these things together, I want to make it as easy and as practical for you as possible. Because like I said, sometimes it's hard to know where should I get involved? What's going to be good? What effort can I do that's wise and good? And we have several ministries that we have here at the church and other ones that we've partnered with. And so I want to highlight some of those today. Not all of them, but some of them today and give you kind of a chance to see how you might be able to interact with those ministries and let our love be expressed that way. So in order to do that best, I'm going to invite up our local outreach coordinator, Joanna Briley. If you'll welcome Joanna Briley to join us here. Give her a warm welcome. Good morning. <laughs> Let me move this out of the way for you. All right. So I, I, I asked Joanne, I said, hey, this be good. You know, you know a lot about what's going on here. I mean, because you're the local outreach coordinator. It'd be good if you knew. Yeah. And I said, how about we just kind of go through some different things and we can kind of be like tour guides through the different ministries. And she said to me, does that mean we have to wear khakis? <laughs> so we didn't, we didn't go the khaki route, but that could have been cool. Have. Yeah, dressed the same. It's yeah. so cute. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I want to ask you really is, I mean, you're, you're a busy mom. You've got a couple crazy boys at home. I've got crazy boys, so I can say yeah. that. And, um, you know, you're running around crazy. But what, what, would, what would drive you to want to put so much effort and energy into local outreach? Sure. Well, first of all, I'm definitely still learning. Um, but I really love Jesus. 
And I believe it's the model that he left for us in meeting the needs for the community. I think often of that verse, First um, John three seventeen, which which says, "If anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need yet closes his heart to him, how can God's love abide in him?" And that usually punches me in the face when I read it. Um, I also believe Alan mentioned this, but I believe it's a, a bridge to the gospel. I, I love when we are out, or Christians are out meeting the needs in our community, and people say, why are you doing this? And I'm like, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> because Jesus, because of the gospel, because of what he has done for every single one of us. Um, and I also believe it is important in our walk with Christ. I believe it stretches us and grows us, which I think is, is so very important as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And when I, when I participate, I know that it's, it's kind of tearing at my self-focus. It's getting me out of my comfort zone, what I'm, what I'm interested in. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 th- I agree with you. I think it's such a huge thing for us to do to participate. Um, and I love, too, when we, when we do these things and people ask, you know, why would you do this? Yeah. Sometimes I find myself like, somebody ask that question, please. <laughs> ask me why I'm here. <laughs> um, so... I want to make this, like I said, very practical, make it real easy for you. And so in, in the worship folder, you'll see you've got your sermon notes. It's got details you can take home. But there's also a response card. If you'll pull that out for me. It says, Love Works right on the top. And you can do one of two things. There is a text number. You can text if you want to fill out this on your phone. You can pick, pick through it. Or if you could just fill it out with, with uh, the paper there. We have ushers here. They're going to bring up some pens and, and pencils. If you need a pen, just raise your hand. They'll bring you one, but we actually want you to fill that out, and let me tell you what's going to happen when you fill this out, okay? Sometimes it's, you know, we fill these things out, we're not sure, and so um, this is just getting information about the areas we talked about. This is not signing you up until Jesus comes back, okay? Nothing's going to happen like that, but if you say, hey, I would like to know more, so you could check two or three things, but just know that the ministry leaders in those areas are going to contact you, so it's not that we're hounding you, it's not like, you know, Amway or something, we're not trying to... We're just, we want to respond. So if you check three things, you might get three different people calling you, okay? Um, but that's what we want. We want to find a way to say, hey, what are some good ways that we can partner, that we know are wise ways that we can put our efforts towards, and we make that as easy as possible for you. Then I also want to point out that first thing, if you look at your cards, everyone should be filling this out, because if you're not filling out, everyone in the row is going to know, okay? So <laughs> you've got to at least pretend, you know, fake it, um, or pull your phone out. But put your name, and then the first box there says, yes, I'd like to know more information about upcoming local outreach things. That's our general group that we communicate through. So say a new event's coming up, and we're saying, hey, we need some volunteers, or here's a new way we can respond. If you check that box, you're just going to get on that um, um, list to get those information, okay? So show right to your inbox, and that way you'll know as new things come up. So I would tell everyone to check that box if, if, if you want to. If you don't, um, you should do it anyway. So, <laughs> might as well go for it. Go for the gold there, right? So, um, everyone got their sheet? Everyone ready? Okay. So, we're going to go through these things. We got some pictures to kind of help visualize it and kind of paint a picture so you kind of know what it's about. So, this first one we have is, uh, is Grin. What can you tell us about Grin? <clears throat> I would love to tell you about Grin, but I also want to say, if you don't have a pen, yeah. we have some pen roamers in the yeah, back, and I'll be the first to say that I never have a pen, so there's no shame in Who saying I pen? need a pen. We Raise have a couple hand. of people with baskets. If you guys could be looking for people with hands raised. There's a hand right here. Right. There's hands in the back. I see that hand. <laughs> I see that hand. All right. 
Okay, so GRIN stands for Gehanna Residence in Need, and it's actually right around the corner from the church, and um, it is an awesome ministry that works to alleviate hunger, and they provide short-term food, clothing, and financial assistance, and we are just so thrilled to be able to partner with that ministry. Yeah. What I was surprised when I I came to Gehanna about 10 years ago, I grew up inner city of, of Columbus, and so in our mind there, it's like Gehanna's a suburb, everything's happy and good, and everyone's eating, and everything's fine, and so when I came here and realized that's just not the truth, there, mm-hmm. there are people that go without food yep. all the time, in mm-hmm. Gehanna even, mm-hmm. in this area, yep. and so I love that we have an organization we can part with that's focused specifically on that. Yes. So what are, what are ways that if we say, yeah, man, let's, let's help the people in our backyards, what, what are things that we can do? Sure. Well, coincidentally, uh, their director goes to New Life Gehanna, and so um, that's very convenient. But I called her, touched base with her, and before I could even finish my sentence, like, do we need more New Lifers there? She was like, yes. Um, They need help in their pantry. They need help um, interviewing people who are requesting financial assistance. I think some of you that that's maybe your wheelhouse would be perfect there. Uh, And then they also need help picking up food donations. So lots of ways. It's good. I'm glad we're going through, like, different ways because sometimes it's easy to focus if i'm going to help all all i can do is show up and scoop food on a plate but that's not true there's lots of things like when you said the uh, whole thing with interviewing people screening and helping to figure out what their needs might be Mm -hmm. that might be appeal to some people differently than than delivering food or donations Mm so um that's good so that's grin And then we also have Victory Ministries. Can you tell me a little bit about that one? Yes. Uh, Victory Ministries, they're all about providing hope for people, and that can look like like food, that could look like clothing, that could look like health care, it could look like... uh, job, uh, helping with a job interview or, or life skills. And so it's an awesome, awesome organization. And their neighbor service, service director actually attends New Life Gehanna as well. Huh? I know. So convenient. I think I saw her. Yeah, she's over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, she is. <isn't> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I love, I went through, I even took a tour of this facility. It's great <clears throat> because, and there's all these different ways of helping. Uh, they got a kitchen to teach like yeah. cooking skills and these little pod areas where they can do uh, coaching life skills financial mm-hmm. and so really trying to set people up for the long term yep. and what's great about it which i love and this is one of the reasons why we're so partnered with them is you know we got grin right here in Gahanna, and then victory yeah. ministries is right around the corner from our whitehall campus too so it's great to have these organizations to be able to partner with that are really literally in our backyard mm-hmm. and yeah. so um the other thing i thought was nice about um victory is is the way that people can serve. So what are some things that yeah. people can do Yes. there? So glad you asked. Oh, how um, about that? <laughs> <laughs> they, I, once again, I contacted Lindsay. She, she gave me a lot of ways. But just uh, off the top of my head, they need help with their welcome desk receptionist. They need help with their intake receptionist and uh, registration and assistance. They need help in their clothing boutique. Um, I love this. You know, when people donate all their clothes, instead of them just being, I don't know, on a table or something, they're on hangers like a store. They're all about providing dignity for people when they come in. Um, and so they need people to walk alongside and find out what they need, um, what sizes they're looking for, that sort of thing. They need help in their food pantry. They need help uh, scheduling appointments. And then they need often they need help delivering food boxes as well. Okay. So as we're going through these, once again, you're checking whatever it <laughs> seems like. You know, you know, if you want to wait till the end to see which ones you love the best, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how you do this, but 
but we will make it as easy as possible. Okay, so we also have Stowe on the list. Yes. Tell me about Stowe. Stowe's mission is to provide gospel hope for people facing hardship, and so one practical way to do that is through a meal. New Life is involved in taking a meal to Stowe Mission once a month on the first Wednesday of the month for lunch, and so it's just an awesome organization. I touched base with Janice uh, again this week, and she said, you know, it's, it's so amazing because not only do we bless them, but she said, we're just so blessed every single time, and so um, I'm so happy that we are a part of that as yeah. well. So that you mentioned, when, when is that specific, that's a specific time we do that, right? Yes, uh, they leave here, or they, they meet there around 11, or they leave here around 11, I'm sorry, and they're back just shortly after one. So it's like a two-hour commitment once a month, first Wednesday of the month. Okay. I like when I come by and there's, they're making food, so we get donations from um, local restaurants, mm-hmm. and they take these things and make new meals out of them. So it's like <laughs> food from City Barbecue and Chick-fil-A mixed with, Chipotle, and it's like they, these great creations. Together. So <laughs> no. that's all fun. Yeah. Um, so Stowe's another one. And then we have uh, Safe Families. Yes. Safe Families is an organization that provides uh, hospitality through volunteers from local churches. And it's for people who don't have people, people that are enduring a crisis and don't have anyone to call. And so that crisis can look like uh, injury, it can look like hospitalization, it can look like homelessness, it can look like job loss, it can look like so many different things, but I think my heart was really broken when I realized, or when I put myself in their situation and thought, oh my goodness, I cannot imagine as a mom going through something and not having anybody to call. And so what happens is these kids, you know, there was, an, there was an example of a mom who was in labor. She had two other kids, and they said, oh, you don't have anyone to call. The hospital said, we're going to have to turn them into the system. And we don't need, they don't need to go to the system because she doesn't have a village. And so what I love is just the church being the church and walking alongside people. Uh, another example, just two weeks ago, a couple from our small group hosted a little boy whose mom had surgery. And... It was four nights, and he was in daycare all day, and um, they were able to just really show them the love of Jesus during that time, and their kids got to be a part of it as well, which I think is so beautiful. Now, is there a requirement that if you do this, you have to dress all the kids up, yes. like in costumes all yes. the time, or I'm not <laughs> sure? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah so disclaimer, that was in October that that picture was taken, but you never know at our house. My kids love to dress up, so. You never know. But I will say we are in desperate need of host families. We have to turn hostings away way more often than I would like because there's, um, we, don't, we don't have the capacity to help mm. them. And so just a disclaimer, sometimes it can look like a weekend and sometimes it can look like a, a long time. We've had some families in here in this service, I believe, that have hosted up to five months. But you, we kind of have a spreadsheet of people who have said, I can do short-term, or I can do long-term, or I can do everything in between, yeah. but there's a huge need. So if you, if you check that box, just so you know, there's no, like, kids getting dropped off your door in a basket <laughs> tomorrow. That's not how this works, okay? So you'll be trained, and you'll have a parameter, and every time there's a, there's a new family, they'll, they'll call, and if it seems like it fits your parameters, they'll ask you, and mm-hmm. you'll decide at that point, does that fit? where you are that, you know, that week, that day, it could be, um, you might have to pass on one and take the next one, mm-hmm. so Definitely. don't, don't be, if, if you want to get involved in this, don't let it concern you that mm-hmm. you can only do this or only do that, we're piecing together a whole bunch of people, mm-hmm. and then especially if you get trained and you're part of this, you can even be a respite 
um, yeah. short term for someone else as a, maybe yes. a longer term. You can take them for a long weekend or yes, that's something a huge like that. Need. So, huge need. Um, so there's different ways you can help. And we have uh, other families. I know I'm a coach to help draw alongside of why you do this. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any open beds in our house, so otherwise <laughs> we would do it. But we can draw alongside another family who's doing that yeah. and kind of uh, partner together. And I know you got, when you had uh, kids, you got a lot of Oh, absolutely. Support. I think we couldn't have made it without it. Support is built into the program. We had all sorts of meals and people offering to do our laundry and all sorts of help. And I just now, every time I hear about somebody fostering or hosting kids of any kind, I, I know now how important that is. Yeah. And so it was huge for us. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Let's look at the next one here. Summer Lunch Club. What's that all about? Yeah, so Summer Lunch Club is, um, it feeds children through the summer that depend on free and reduced lunch during the school year. And so, you know, what what we have found is these kiddos right here in Gahanna um, didn't have enough to eat when school was not in session. And so New Life has the honor of taking one week at two locations. And it's just been so humbling for me. Once again, I was naive, I think, to what happens right here in our, right here in Gahanna. Uh, A couple years ago, I remember my first year helping this, it was like a fourth grade boy was saying, oh, we went dumpster diving for dinner last night, and I honestly thought he was just being a fourth grade boy, and then I looked at his mom's face and realized, oh, he's being serious. Um, That's when I really feel like I became passionate about it, and then this past summer, there was a, a grandmother who came with lots of grandkids, and she had tears in her eyes, and she came up to the volunteers, and she said, um, I just want to thank you guys because for the first time in months, my granddaughter just said she was full. And so um, it's just, it's a huge need, and we are so fortunate to be able to help with it. Yeah. And so we take a week of that, of the whole summer. So different churches are doing different weeks. We take a whole week. And so how are, what are the different things we're going to do during that week to support this? Yes. We need, it really does take a village. We need people help, that can help shop. We need people that can help bake cookies. We need people that can help cook, that can help serve, that can help clean up. It really is one of those things that we need people before, during, and after. Yeah. So. so different ways to help. So if you're like me, you're like, I don't want to help cook unless you want everything charbroiled. <laughs> um, you may, may do more shopping than the <laughs> cooking, but there's different ways we can kind of get this done together. Yeah, we're churches. not making like gourmet meals okay. or anything. Okay, all right, well, so. it's just <laughs> and I can, I can see them like the best of it. Um, so obviously it's not summer, so that'll be coming up. But if you put your name, you check that box, we'll let you know when that week comes up so then that way you can know how to respond. Or once again, if you're in that, in that uh, main group, we talked on the top of the form, um, you say, yes, put me in the local outreach. We'll obviously be talking about all these things as well. So, um, Okay, so we have summer lunch club, and then we also have weekend snack packs. Seems, yes. seems got a little bit. Oh, look at those a, cute kids. Um, so. That's a throwback, but um, yes, weekend snack packs are, once again, it's for kids that depend on school lunches during the school year or during the school week and don't have enough to eat over the weekend, and so I love this because these teachers have identified these kiddos, and they sneak these bags into their their backpacks to go home on Fridays, and New Life uh, is able to help with 24 kids. We have the stuff. We just, uh, Sarah Walther has kind of taken the brunt of this, but we could really use some help packing up the 24 bags. It's just, really, it's just dispersing them into 24 bags um, by Thursday evening. It can be at a time that works for you. She said it takes her about an hour. And then delivering those on Friday, we could use help with that as well. They just need to be delivered to Middle School West and Chapelfield, which are conveniently right Mm -hmm. around the corner, uh, by Friday at noon. 
Yeah, I like, I like all the, these are true for all these opportunities, but, you know, think about this one. This is something fun you could do with a friend, you know, and you can say, hey, let's go do this together. And it may be even someone, a neighbor of yours that just wants to help, but then you go to New Life, and this might be the, the way that they could say, oh, that's cool. Let me help you do that uh, together. And so now you're spending time with someone you're trying to reach out to while you're putting these packs together. And then you can take your kid. You got these little chair prisons. <laughs> you just stick the kid in. And they, they can't prison. go anywhere until <laughs> so they grow out of it. And you're That's like, true. we need a bigger chair That's prison. True. So, but they don't make those. We should, we should make those. So. Oh, my goodness. Um, so we can snack packs is good. Uh, Love Works trailer. Yes. That's our next one here. Tell, me, tell us about that. See that parked out there. Yes. Some of you have probably noticed that in the parking lot and wondered what it is. It's essentially a block party on wheels. I am amazed at the amount of things that fit in the side of that trailer. There's bounce houses, snow cone machine, popcorn machine, yard games, the biggest grill I've ever seen. Um, like just, it's just stuffed full of things. And so you just wheel it up to wherever you're going and everything's inside of it. It's really, really cool. But what I love about this is this, it's kind of become known in the community. And it has the verse on it, uh, we love because he first loved us. And the city, the city of Gehanna will call us often and say, hey, we need new life at Holiday Lights or we need new life at Pies in the Park or whatever. And so I love that they're begging our church to come because of this Love Works trailer. Yeah, that's, I mean, when I think about partnering with our city, the fact that they're asking for new life. You know, they don't even know what they're asking. They're asking for new life, and we want to provide new life through Jesus Christ, right? And so if all, all we need to do is just to pull this trailer up and set this up and, and, and we can bless our, our city and be connected with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's also great, too, if you're, for your small group, you want to do something, you pull this out. If you're going to, like, grill food up and have, like, a block party, just make sure I know about it, and I'll swing by, and I'll help out. I'm a giver. I'll swing by. <laughs> So the, the Love Works trailer is great. I'd love to see that being pulled out of our parking lot tons and tons of times throughout the week. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that'd be great. So there's that that's available to you. If you mark down, we'll make sure you get you more information on how to reserve that, how to get that taken care of. And, or if you, like I said, if you said, I want to help if there's a request for yeah. it, I'd be happy to show up at an event through yeah. the city and get it set up and pull together, maybe do it with our small group. So yes, lots of ways you can do that. Yes, for sure. Um, and then we have our new resident outreach. Yes. Oh, this is good because it's got cookies involved. <laughs> yes. Um, so when somebody moves into the neighborhood surrounding our church, uh, they receive freshly baked cookies to their doorstep from new lifers. And so I just love this. Once again, it's just people are saying, why are you doing this? Like, do I pay you? Like, it's just really confusing. And so, but I love it because it's, once again, it's a bridge to the gospel. And so we need people to help with that once a month. It's typically on Sundays, Sunday evenings, and it takes uh, about an hour. And it's just, it's, you don't have to bake them. You just have get to take them and bless people. So it's yeah. pretty awesome. Give away, give away cookies. To, think about it, you're coming to a new area. That's, you might be new, new to the area, not know anybody, and you're looking for a place to connect. And so... Um, or Shirley told me about a story last night where there's people literally wanting to walk away from God and ask for a sign. Said, "Show me a sign if, if you're real, God." And, and some people came and brought cookies from <laughs> yeah. the local church. And so those are those things we don't always hear the story. We don't know the result, so we don't want to focus on the result will be. Mm-hmm. We just participate and say, "Lord, you do with, with what you do." People ask me, "Do people come because they got the cookies?" Yes, do, we do have people that have come. But we might have people years from now where they, they hit a spot in their life and they said, I remember there was a church that cared up the road. 
I'm just going to show up one day. So we do it as a response to him and, and, and let him do the work. Let, yeah. let Jesus do what he wants to do. And so, but that's a great, great uh, little outreach to help reach new people, help move into the area. And then we have our Play Cafe ministry. This one's fun. <laughs> yes. So some of you may know where this is. Some of you may not. But it's where our old bookstore used to be. And so when we, when we close those doors, we really begin to pray about how can we use this space? Um, who needs to connect? And I said, I know. <laughs> young families, young moms, or, or moms and dads with young kids, because it's hard. And so we want to provide a place. It's free, once again, like the love of Jesus. <laughs> Wednesday, Friday, the first Saturday of the month. And we have just had so many people from our community come in. And once again, people ask questions like, why are you guys not charging for this? And uh, Bridge to the Gospel, once yeah. again. So we definitely need help, though. We, we need what we are calling Play Cafe hosts mm -hmm. to just be those. If you're a young family that's willing to be there even once a month, once every couple months, and say, I will be that Bridge to the Gospel. I will be that person that's there um, willing to connect with mm -hmm. people coming in. Yeah, if you, you know, you might have young kids now. Or you might remember when you had young kids. It's really hard if you're cooped up in the house with them because they're little monster angels, you know. And, and it's like, I want to connect with adults throughout the day. And all they have to do is show up with their kids. And some of our people have shown up with their kids, and there's an instant connection. Mm -hmm. And so they're looking for real-life connections. And wouldn't it we be great if that real-life connection was someone who knows who Jesus is mm -hmm. and someone who cares about their family beyond just because we think you're nice? Someone yeah. who actually wants to extend themselves beyond themselves. So this is great, too, where you're like, how else can I help? I got all these kids hanging off me all the time. <laughs> this, is a, this is especially for those young parents who are like, I don't know how else I can help because of all these kids. You just agree to show up and be, be here playing with yeah. your kids. Uh, I know I try to swing by. I'm here on Wednesday when they're here. But it's kind of, you know, weird when I bumble in. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> it's good to see you. you know, <laughs> it's nice when you're there with your own kids, right? And so it's a great way to say, how, how can I help? I know my wife struggled with that when I got all these kids attached to me. This is a really <laughs> practical, easy way to do that. And so yeah. Do you talk like that when you see them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use that voice. Yeah. I try to go more higher pitch. Oh, okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> got to fit the occasion, you know. Okay. So, all right, those are, those are what's on your, car, uh, on your card there. Hopefully you found a couple. I'll, I'll mention another thing out there straight out the doors is our, our serve wall. And you have uh, lots of opportunities there. Think about it. If we reach out to people that we hope that some of them will come join us. And so on Sundays, we won't be ready for that. So our hospitality ministry, like they heard about us because of one of these things we just went over. We won't receive them well or we met them and their kids at one of these uh, city events. We want them when they come in that their kids would receive well in kids' life. So we're always looking for ways to receive people mm -hmm. in both hospitality and kids' life ministries. And um, so if, if that's a way you want to have maybe help on a Sunday to um, be ready for the people that come to us mm -hmm. after our outreach out to them. So uh, you always find those in the serve wall out there. And then uh, afterwards... Uh, after celebration, Joanna will be out by that serve wall if you have any other questions for her. So uh, let's thank Joanna for joining us here. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like having a, a clearer picture of maybe how to respond. And so um, as we're going we're gonna to sing a couple worship songs here, we're going to have our, our prayer partners come up here in, in just a minute. 
and if maybe you're thinking about one of these things and you just want the courage to do it or you have something else going on, I'd encourage you to go to a prayer partner. Um, but for now, what I'd like to do is just pray for the ministries that we just mentioned and then pray for our response, okay? Will you join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, uh, we know that you are good. We know that you are uh, wonderful. We know that you have done everything for us. Uh, you laid down your life for us, and we want to extend ourselves beyond ourselves. And we were able to go through a bunch of different uh, ways that we have partnered to, uh, with these organizations and with our ministry efforts here. We ask that you would help us to know how to respond. Uh, maybe there's one that we need to get involved with for our own heart, uh, just to release the grip of our self-focus or our control or our comfort in our life. Would you help us to release that by just obeying and putting ourselves close enough to uh, grow in our love for other people because of your good news? Uh, Lord, we ask that you would uh, staff all these things for all the people, all the volunteers that are needed so that these, these ministries can continue to happen, this effort of, of giving food and giving clothes and giving connections um, to these people, giving life skills, all these things that happen. We pray that you would send the right people, that you would help us to respond as a church, um, that you help us put the right boundaries in our life, that, that we do it in a healthy way. Uh, we want to make this about you. Uh, so will you take our worship and our response to this? Uh, will you help us to keep it directed to you and not make it about ourselves? Um, we give you this, we trust you with this, and we praise uh, your holy name. Amen.